everybody, David Hebner here. Welcome to Underground. Boy, have we been attacked. Boy, have we been. You see, what happens, you start exposing demons, the dirty devils that they are, and you start dissecting them, and you start uh, revealing the truth. They come against you with the, the pits of hell, right? So I'm praying we get knocked off the air. Uh, we have trolls coming in, uh, basically li little demons coming in, doing their, their acts of uh, demonic warfare. But you know what? God, we're on God's side. God is on our side. He takes care of his people. So I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about, uh, we're talking about decoding devils, uh, dissecting these demons, understanding more. Now, I've got, um, I have my guest with me, uh, Samson. Uh, Samson, you there, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm right here. So you were talking, before we went on the air, we were talking about um, you guys getting attacked on your show. And you were talking about, uh, uh, and I can't remember details, but you said that they, they operated through a certain system. What was that? EMF? Um, yeah, yeah. So electromagnetic field, basically everything electronic that we utilize, even the power of the sun runs on the EMF frequency. And uh, for a short period of time, uh, I ran a very, before I came into my walk, I ran a very uh, prominent uh, paranormal group in the Midwest. And you wouldn't believe the abilities that you can have to tap into EMF fields um, and, and track ghosts or, you know, ghosts, I'm, I'm saying in parentheses, right? We, we know what they are. They're demonic principalities. Um, but, uh, you know, talk to them through uh, electromagnetic fields and, you know, through uh, voice recordings and all kinds of stuff. They have the ability to clearly manipulate this stuff. And they do frequently. Even Nikola Tesla and Edison both created spirit machines. When, and you were talking about the scientists, the leading scientists of, of the early, you know, 1900s. These guys were creating devices to connect, communicate with spirits. So they clearly can mess with all of this equipment and mess with these things. That's why they're called, you know, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, electromagnetic fields. Now, that sounds scientific to me. However, it's really spiritual. So are you saying that this paranormal world that you are in, these are actually real demons that operate in this world of electronic uh, uh, magnetic fields? Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know it's 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 a scary thing because you know it seems that that the, the the environment we live in is cyclical in nature, and if you look at the early 1920s, uh, the paranormal community blew up, and now we're we're into this 2020s, and the paranormal community will mark my words, it's coming back. It's it's becoming a very popular thing. People want spirituality, and since the church is not giving it to them, they're yeah. going to the secular world or into spiritualism, and there's going yeah. to be an explosion of this this communicating with the dead happening again and we have the technology to do it now yeah well they want it see they don't want the truth though see they want the sensationalism and really their father is the devil because uh uh they'll go all the way with you until you talk about there's only one way to the father and that's the son uh but i know what you're saying you're saying the church is not stepping up to the plate dealing with demonic warfare so at least they're going somewhere right um the church could be, when I say the church, I mean uh, the church system, which is corrupt, could be recruiting some of these people, uh, but they can't because they're corrupt. Um, so therefore, what I think I hear you saying is in these last days, because scripture talks about this, there's going to be lying signs and wonders from Satan, and people are going to think it's God. 
yep. doing all these things, right? Uh, Paranormal World's going to explode. You're going to have shows on it. It's just going to be crazy. I'm asked to do shows sometimes, uh, Samson, that I, I won't do it because it's paranormal shows, and um, that's not what I who I am. They they would be uncomfortable me talking about the blood of Jesus. Uh, you know, they want to talk about ghosts. They want yeah. to talk about sensationalism. Uh, so, so let me ask you this. You were in this world of the paranormal, um, but you were a Christian, right? Yeah, I was raised a Christian, um, but, you know, I had my prodigal son, son moments. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I, I went into this because I wanted to prove you know, I was raised in a, in a family that, I, you know, you know, my mom, she, she wanted me to tell you hi, by the way. <laughs> tell her hi. She's what a sweetheart. Yeah. But she, my, my parents worked in the deliverance ministry. And so I really wanted to test and see all these people were going out and being a part of these paranormal groups. And they were, they were delving into this stuff. And I was told that it was, you're not supposed to communicate with the dead. You're not supposed to be doing these things. Right. And so I wanted to, I wanted to prove to myself, I'm kind of one of those, I need to test it out. Right. And I wanted to prove myself that these weren't, this wasn't grandma you were talking to. This wasn't little Timmy that you were talking to. These were, these were these, these beings that were left over who leached on to grandma and Timmy or whatever, or knew everything about them because they were in the vicinity of them and they pretend to be them. So they, you, you, they come home with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, you're, you're welcoming to a little kid, right? We believe in, in our Christian walk that kids are innocent and they're not going to, you know, wander the earth aimlessly, right? But mm -hmm. there are beings out there who can pretend to be little Timmy who mm -hmm. want to, you know, they, they just want a friend, right? And then you, you go, hey, come, you can come home with me. And, and they do. I saw yeah. a lot of people uh, get deeply oppressed and some possessed being yeah. in the, in the paranormal community. Yeah. So, so, so what it is, see, the people are set out with, with itch, itching ears. They're, they're, you know, they want to talk to grandma, right? Uh, you know, or to little Timmy, right? So the demon knows that. So the demon comes, masquerades as grandma, right? Little Timmy. Gives the person some information. Oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. So and then all of a sudden that person gets led down a rabbit hole, right? To so that person ends up, uh, because it's all mastermind by Satan who wants to destroy that person ultimately, correct? So the, the person's headed for destruction. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, when you would detect these spirits, okay, which have like a little Geiger thing, a little box and, you know. Yeah, there were, there were different uh, tools that you can utilize and they, they, yeah. the, the tools, I mean, in the last 20 years have drastically increased as well. You can get things that, that yeah. only see in UV um, mm -hmm. and see outside of the eye spectrum. Um, you can get devices that pick up motion detection, um, yeah. which, you know, and you, these things would come on as something that, you know, we couldn't see would walk in front yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Or we, we had what was called a ghost box. And this yeah. is something that I would, I would akin to a virtual Ouija board. So uh -huh. I would never recommend, but what it does, is it takes, it's a little radio and you you kind of hack it so all it does is scan through and create white noise and these things will cuss at you you know when you're talking to them they'll answer you direct questions but uh -huh. they never talk about jesus they never talk about why they're there um and they they a lot of times what confused me the most in the paranormal community be talking to these things and they'd be like leave you know uh yeah uh, I, you know and they would act like they were in pain and i, yeah. I didn't understand that until i understood the power and authority that you know i already had it was causing them pain. Um, I just wasn't walking the, to, mm -hmm. to, in that authority. 
But yeah. they just like, you know, just like the, the demons uh, of the Legion came up to Jesus and said, why are you here? Why do you torment us? Jesus didn't mm -hmm. torment him. He just walked in their presence. Yeah. But these demonic yeah. entities can't stand to have someone who has light around them. It, it, you know, there's no place for shadows to hide in the light. And it yeah. really made sense as, as my walk progressed that mm -hmm. they didn't like me being there. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't yeah. supposed to be there. Uh, right. And I want to take it one step further. I was asked to do a show. I won't mention the name of the show. It was on a, a, a network, and I can't remember the network, but it was a paranormal show. And uh, they interviewed two or three people, and they asked me to actually come down to where they were doing this. Um, I, I'm going to call it a demon hunt, right? And uh, it, was, it happened to be at an old mental hospital. And um, before I went in, and this was just a, about three years ago, um, I just finished a, an interview with Russ Dizdar, by the way. We were talking about the demons have names. So before I went in, Samson, and I didn't know what I was doing because I, I wasn't quite sure what all this was about exactly. But in the name of Jesus, I cast every evil spirit out. You have, you have no right to speak. You're paralyzed in the name of Christ. It's happening now. So I, I did that. <laughs> we went in there and they turned the cameras on. And they said, okay, now let's, let's, I want to get you, David, your opinion of what you're hearing here. It was silent. <laughs> Nothing. The guys looked at each other, two brothers, I think they're brothers. They, they looked at the camera, looked at me, what, what do we do, what do we do? Just, I just go with it. Well, you must have scared them off, Heavener. You scared them off, didn't you? And I said, you better believe Jesus Christ scared them off, you know. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is you can cast these suckers out, right? This paranormal stuff, you can cleanse it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't play with uh, ghosts or demons anymore. It's, it's usually, right. if, I'm, if I'm heading there, um, we're going to fix the problem and we're going to close the doors. You're not going to be coming back. And yeah. You know, that's that's what we do. Uh, it used, you yeah. know, when you, when these people, their their fix for it is to burn some sage. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you study anything about ancient demons or any or you know ancient gods, you're burning an offering. It's an appeasement offering. All you're uh -huh. doing is keeping them them happy for a short period of time. But those appeasements need to be uh, progressively bigger to keep them yeah. at bay. And and that goes yeah. all the way into sacrifice and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You have to start giving up something from yourself to keep them appeased. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to bring on Dr. Mike Spaulding. Dr. Mike, are you in the are you in the uh, in the building? David, I am. <laughs> okay. I want to go back to this uh, casting out demons. Um, you know, you and I lost a dear friend, Russ Dizdar, who we called him a general when it came to uh, demonic warfare, but. Um, we, he's the first that he would be the first to tell you, and I'm sure you would too, that you do nothing ex unless it's in the name of Christ. Right. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely right. So basic someone that's dealing with demonic activity that is going to encounter a demon. What's the number one thing you can tell them that they need to do. In other words, they've got Mary has demonic activity in her house there's she's being attacked by demons what's the first thing they need to do i mean they're assuming they're a believer yeah yeah that so i, I was going to give that uh, admonition assuming they're a believer uh, then the first thing that they need to do is call on the name of jesus see there's power in the name of christ and those of us who who know christ by faith because we've been washed clean by the it's the blood of jesus that gives us power in his name uh, so forgiveness 
through the blood gives us the authority and the right to use the name of Jesus. I, I'm thinking right now of a, of a passage in the scriptures where um, the exorcists were, were trying to cast out demons and, and they responded back, hey, listen, we know Jesus and we know Paul, but who in the world are you? Well, right. they, they weren't under the blood. They, they, they had not, they don't, didn't know Christ by faith. And so they had no authority <laughs> to be using the name of Jesus. That's right. Got the tar beat out of them. Yeah. And you just mentioned something. They weren't under the blood. Now, you went exactly where I wanted to go with this. I always say in the name of Jesus, demon, you have to go. Okay. I don't even say demon. You, I try not to say demon go in the name of Jesus. I try to use Jesus first. But, Pastor, there's something about the blood I can't shake. And you mentioned it yourself. You have to be under the blood. What does that mean to be under the blood? I mean, is that a physical? Uh, are you, or do you visualize under the blood of Jesus? Well, what does that mean exactly? Well, I mean, I believe that it means you are a true believer by faith not by works, but by faith, so you've trusted in Christ for everlasting life. Again, that gives us the authority to use the name. We have to keep in mind, David, that when we use the name of Jesus, those demons, they hear defeat. They hear that they have already been overcome. They hear that the victory is assured, and they know they're dealing with somebody that understands the true nature of the battlefield. Yeah, they, 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 they understand that they are up against someone who understands that we have authority over them in Christ because of the blood. Mm, good point. Good point. Can we even say in the name of Jesus, I stand on the blood of Jesus, demon, you have to go. I'm standing on that blood, right? Yeah, and that's the same thing as you saying, I'm standing on the unshakable promise of salvation through faith and the shed blood of Jesus. I am standing on that foundation, and therefore I have the authority as a child of God to use the name of Jesus, and you must go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, when I was singing the song, I don't know if you heard it, um, Nothing But the Blood and Power in the Blood. Yeah, I did. When I, thank you. When I sing those songs about the blood, Pastor, I... I, something takes me over. I, it's, I, I'm humbled, yet I feel the power. It's just singing about the blood does something. You, do you get that too, that when you're singing about the blood? Well, you understand, um, David, that just as the, the Hebrew people were instructed that the blood of the Lamb was a sign to them. That's what the, path, the Scripture says. It's a sign to well, what. What sign is it to us? Right. It means that we have been brought into his everlasting kingdom. We have the same power that raised Christ from the dead is at our disposal because it's been delegated by Jesus, right? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So standing on the blood, using his name, you know, demons will be overcome. Oh, amen, brother. I, I want to take some uh, some hand-raising, uh, some questions. Um if you have a question for Samson, uh, for Pastor Mike, for me, if you have a comment, um, even if you have a prayer request, uh, I want you to raise your hand. And I can't see all the hands being raised. So 
Okay, uh, Sunshine, you raised your hand. Go. I couldn't find the mute button. Um, just it's only because you asked for prayer requests. You know the ongoing situation with CPS. Yeah. They're, they're now um, denying me even the ombudsman that takes complaints against CPS is now denying trying to help me because I told them that I absolutely believe that that CPS is in collusion with child trafficking. They were trying to tell me I was saying sex trafficking and I said no. I said child trafficking and she says well you don't know that. I said but I do know that. And so the the, the bottom line is they're they're really they're they're now denying my granddaughter to see her da her daughter. They were they were doing virtual visits. Now they're they're finding excuses not to do that. I'm losing contact with my granddaughter. And so, you know, I just want God to take care of my great granddaughter, Alejandra. I, I would appreciate it if you could pray for her and yeah. for my granddaughter because she's making some serious mistakes as well. Her name is Cynthia. It's just okay. a big mess, and the devil's just trying to keep this child away from God's word and God's protection. Yeah, okay. And that's why I'm asking you to pray for her, David. And by the way, thank you so much for singing. That was just lovely. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Sunshine. You're the one that called me a, a, a bunch of times, encouraged me, you know. I'm uh, glad you did it. It was great. Anyway, if you could just you. add Alejandra and Cynthia and Angela yeah. to your prayers, that would be great. Uh, Okay, we're going to put them on the prayer list. We'll be praying for Alejandra and Cynthia. Thank you, Thank Sunshine. Thank you. And by the way, um, DJ Samson, I just hi. I I just wanted to say I really appreciated listening to you this evening. It was lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Julianne. You raised your hand, Julianne. If anybody, yep, sorry, can I was on mute. Um, Bernadette was in front of me. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, go ahead, Julianne. And I'll catch Bernadette right after you, if it's okay. We got about five minutes. Okay. Um, I just want to give up a really, really good praise report. Uh, you probably heard me over the past couple of weeks complaining about my thirty-seven and a half-year-old son who had a heart attack mm. um, while playing basketball. I spoke to him on Saturday night. He's got a clean bill of health from the cardiologist. Wow. There is absolutely no proof whatsoever that he ever suffered a heart attack at all. Wow. Um, we were looking at him going in for a triple bypass, and he is clear. Um, I can't praise the Lord enough. Oh, that's awesome. That Julian, it's because you are a great warrior for God. God is honoring your prayers. He's honoring the courage that you've had, that you stood up. He's honoring the suffering that you've had to go through. I'm telling you, God is honoring you. And, and that's, I'm, I'm giving you that right now. So Amen. praise God. Amen. All right. Thank you, Julianne. God bless you in Australia. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Bernadette, are you there with us? Bernadette. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear oh, me? Yeah, I can hear you, Bernadette. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, I wanted, it's interesting, he, you were talking, uh, I think, about Mary, about her house and what was going on there. Yeah. Uh, we live in a house that we've been in for, um, oh, maybe 11 years now. And we've had problems almost ever since we've been here, but they've gotten very severe over the last 
couple of years, especially after the pandemic and everything happened. Mm -hmm. And we have a thing in the ceiling in the bathroom upstairs, which is mainly where you know we do most of the living up there because the way the house is formed is really it's really not great. But the ceiling cracks and then condensation gets on there and mold gets all over the ceiling. Mm. And then mm. water gets in all the light fixtures on that end of the house. It's even happened in other parts of the house, too. And we fixed it. We ripped out part of the ceiling. We redid it. We did the uh, tape, you know, the wall tape, whatever. And then uh, uh, mm -hmm. did all the stuff back over, painted again. And it happens again. And it keeps happening. And nobody can explain it. We've even had mold and mildew in the house. We thought we were going to have to move out. Had We spent thousands of dollars. I feel uh -huh. like we've been ripped off by a lot of people, so we've tried to handle it ourselves now because nobody else seems to can figure it out. And uh -huh. I've got my prayer warriors praying. We have bound up things. We've anointed the house inside and out for years now, but very heavily in the past uh, months, we've done just, I mean, daily, daily, daily warfare. And I'll yeah. be in prayer for like two hours just speaking in tongues. I mean, because nothing else comes out. It's just because I've been so strongly just praying against it it's just i don't even know what i'm saying but obviously the holy spirit is saying something yeah yeah bernadette what, what okay i want to talk about this for a second what what area of the country do you live in where's your house uh, located i live in alabama alabama okay have you investigated the dirt which the house sits on um well i know it's a clay soil it's very very hard I, i'm talking about the history oh the, the history oh the history oh. Yeah, the no, history. Yeah, I would highly suggest go to the courthouse and get and go down and give them your address and pull up the history of where. Are you in a new subdivision or is it an old house? Uh, it's probably been around for I'm guessing at least twenty years. Okay, well that's that tells you that's a new house. They've torn down a lot of old structures and put up these these houses. You'll find, especially in Alabama, there's a lot of sin that was committed. Um, for instance, I, in my book, I talk about uh, Marietta, Georgia. Every time I drive through Marietta, Georgia, my car would break down. I would get cold chills. Something Ooh. weird would happen. And I found out what happened in Marietta, Georgia. It's when the, uh, it's when the, the, the Jewish man who owned the pen, pencil company was taken out and hanged because they thought he had uh, raped a little, uh, I think, a 14-year-old girl. It, come to find out he didn't. So they killed a Jew. Uh, and he was the in other words, it was innocent blood that was shed. Okay, um, check the history of your soil because you're going to have to go deeper. You're going to have to cast the spirits out of that soil. That's what I'm getting, and I may be wrong, but but check it out. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, yeah. Okay, Bernard, okay, and keep us informed on that too, because I'd yeah. really like to know what you find out. Yeah, because we're trying to get out of here. We've trying to been released from this area, and I really believe that the devil knows that God has something planned very yeah. uh, strong for us, and he wants to keep us here and not let us go. In other words, he would have let us go by now. Well, well, yeah, but see, you have, you have the darkness in play here, and if you deal with that soil, you may be gone in a heartbeat. You know? Okay. So I'm just to, to say, check it out. Check out that okay. soil. There's a lot of sin that happens in with our forefathers in history. Okay, okay. I'll do that. Right. I'll do that. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. God bless you. I'm going to ask um, uh, Samson and the uh, Pastor Mike. We have about one minute. What say you on demonic portals, Samson? Because you deal with uh, the paranormal. Um, I have definitely uh, 
I, I have seen places that are highly attractive to, uh, you know, dark spirits. Um, yeah. They usually, the true ones, the ones that are, are would I would consider like to be a portal location or at least a congregation location. They tend, they tend to be uh, on mounds, which ties to, you know, again, Genesis 6, Nephilims, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, or they're tied to a suicide. Again, there's something mm. that happens with a with a suicide. It's a self sacrifice, right? You're sacrificing yeah. someone to the altar of self, um, okay. which happens to be yourself. And there's something that happens with that that I I can't fully explain, but it always seems to attract demonic activity. Yeah, Pastor Mike, I'm going to go back to the Bible. Give me, uh, can you give me a scripture or an incident that backs up demonic portals where demons uh, uh, live? That's uh, a portal. They hang out conjugate have a party well i'll give you i'll give you an example um by contrast okay. we're told in a number of different places uh that god's prophets are transported in the spirit they're, yeah. they're brought from where they are to a place where god wants them to be whether they're physically there or they were there only in spirit seeing visions and so on and so forth on the basis, on that basis, we should understand that that transporting through the dimensions is a reality. That um, what God uses, the enemy is going to duplicate. Mm. Not not in a perfect sense, of course. Yeah, but he's going well, to use that that same uh, ability in the spiritual realm we call them portals yeah well we'll look at uh, the, uh, the 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 young man in the tombs uh that was bashing the guy around abusing him right uh i think the tombs could have been a portal demons living in these not just because they're tombs but right he was possessed why wouldn't that be a portal well he was certainly yeah so he was open to that uh, uh habitation yeah from demons yeah the spiritual realm yeah yep yep yeah, good example well, yeah and one of the biggest portals for demons is actually the modern day church <laughs> well boy sorry. there you there you open the can of worms you, you cannot end the show on that kind of a statement David. <laughs> i know i'm sorry but i had to do it we're out of time but you know what i'm gonna leave chat open so we can talk about this um Guys, we're out of time, but yes, the modern-day church is one of the biggest portals, and it's growing in leaps and bounds. My guest, Samson, uh, Pastor Spalding, and you, I want to thank you guys. Stay on. We're going to leave chat open. If you'll uh, just respect the time, we have to end at 9. Thank you, Helva, for, for, um, uh, for emceeing and watching over it. Appreciate it. It's not a time for preaching. It's not a time for promoting, necessarily. It's a time for fellowship and uh and talking to one another and just as much listening as it is talking sometimes and i have this problem I, I i need to listen more than i talk i learn more when i listen actually all right listen i love you guys i appreciate you all and i'll see you next week remember you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for jesus christ love you guys my david